0: Hello, hi and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and there's no need for a big, long introduction today
1: because I am joined by none other than than Nadine Baggett. Hi! Hello, and do you know what? I feel like at this point, because of the nature of this part, that the Mm. music should be... (laughs) Because?
0: Because we are today talking
1: about all of our celebrity experiences. Somebody went in on your Facebook and said will you talk about your days okay and what Mm -hmm. a lot of you might not know is that the reason that Emma and I are friends is because when Emma was on okay I was on hello magazine. So we were bitter rivals we were the Crystal Carrington and Joan Collins. I'm definitely Joan.
0: I know I know. I'm the
1: older bitter one. (laughs) <laughs> Usurped by
0: the younger, prettier one, and she does walk into. She does have a habit of walking into rooms yelling. I own fifty-one
1: percent of this company. <laughs> also, the more we've dug deep, the more we've realised that we have got similar celebrity, weird celebrity stories. And once you've started interviewing celebrities for a living, there's no coming back from it, is there? No. Wait. So, okay. So I've been doing this since the
0: early 2000s when did you start do you remember your first ever celebrity interview
1: no i don't it was so long ago basically any celebrity that is aligned to a brand or any celebrity that ever did this morning when i was doing this morning television i thought met chatted Mm. and you lose your sort of awe of celebrities do you 99% of the time and at that point I'm not impressed by most celebrities but then we'll talk about the celebrities who still have the ability to make me go weak at the knees Um, (laughs) metaphorically physically and spiritually yes exactly (laughs) um
0: okay so I I just said do you remember your first celebrity interview it wasn't an interview but I remember I was on work experience and I had to go to a hotel and um speak to well, not just like go along and be on the shoot to get experience of being on a shoot with Zoe Lucker from Footballer's Wives. You see, it, I'm
1: completely lost. And by the way, if you can hear anything scrabbling around in the background, it's my cat, Yogi, attacking wires. <laughs> Ignore him. Uh, no, I don't know who Zoe
0: Lucker is. She was in Footballer's Wives and she was a big deal at the time. That was me kicking over the microphone thingy. Sorry. Okay. Um, and yeah she'd been on uh, GMTV that morning when GMTV was still a thing i used to love gmtv and she was wearing a very very big ornate necklace and i remember thinking gosh that's quite that's quite you know evening wear for a it's all right it's not picking up that much um that's quite ornate for for breakfast tv <laughs> and then when i went to the shoot and saw her like three hours later she said oh i'm just feeling rough this morning i thought i put this on then people wouldn't
1: look at my face <laughs> and i just thought that was brilliant so i joined i was at hello for 18 years mm-hmm. so it was the main bulk of my career in my sort of 30s and 40s and you know it's very interesting that you and i when we look back, we were often at the same events lining up to interview the same celebrities. And people don't realise, but at these events, it really is like Notting Hill. Mm. When he goes and interviews... Well, he doesn't. He go, He's trying to go on a date with uh, Julia, Roberts. Julia Roberts. And it's the horse and hounds. Yeah, are yeah. there any horses? It, you literally are all lined up in a corridor waiting to get your 10 or 15 minutes. And I think it's the reason you're such a good podcaster is you have this ability to... Get in, get what you need, and get back out again. It's like the mark of Zorro, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yes, but I. But also, I hope, especially on the podcast, with an element of like being genuine. As what I can't stand is those, and I've had, I have definitely had them where you go in to do an interview with someone, and you've got to get what you've got to get, and they know it's transactional, you know it's transactional, and there's sort of an unspoken. Oh, I'm beginning to think of a parallel with like
1: prostitution. But you know what I mean. Like you're both
0: going in, and you you know what they know what they've got to give. You so know let's, let's talk about
1: give. some of the celebrities who've got in common. Let's Britney Spears, because I have pictures of you and I at the same Britney Spears event. I had been told by the PR, no fault of our own, that I was going to get an interview with Britney Spears, and as a result, I was going to be able to. Roll that shit in glitter. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. But basically, even though you had 15 or 10 No, no, minutes... hang on. We
0: have to put that expression into context because you and I have both used it. But there's, there's an expression that I definitely used to have on magazines that I've worked out, which is where... You've got this interview time with somebody amazing. You're not going to get anything new, but you know what? You've got to, you've just got to polish a turd. Yes. And then I remember uh, somebody who I worked with saying,
1: forget about polishing it, just roll that shit in glitter. Yeah. So basically, you know you'd get... So somebody would say to you, you've got 15 minutes of Britney Spears, and you know that poor woman is literally going to have 15 minutes with Cosmo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hello... Okay, magazine looks. L. Grazia, L. Everybody. And then all the online versions. And then all the online versions yeah. as well, and then TV and stuff like that. And you and I turned up at this event. Dorchester. I love it. See, you've got your memory so much better than mine. And we basically stood around in this ante room drinking, no doubt, perfume themed cocktails (laughs) mocktails whatever depending on what time of day it is both expecting to do an interview I told my editor and as a result I scheduled three pages in hello and then when we got there she didn't want to do interviews and we all just had our pictures taken like competition winners Mm, mm. that happens
0: that, that that happened to me recently with Courtney Act you know I like came into London on a weekend and I was so excited to get like a one-on-one with Courtney. And then obviously Courtney came on the podcast and she did your channel as well. Link to both will be in the show notes. But um, yeah, with Brittany, it was, please go over and have your picture taken. But I don't know about you. I love Brittany. I
1: love her. But I didn't... She wasn't in a good place She wasn't time, in the room. No. no. In, in The, the lights possible. were on, but no one was home. Yeah. Now tell us your proper Brittany story about the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, listen up. So... <laughs>
0: when you have so i mean this is this is how what year was this
1: oh i can't remember a lifetime ago so it
0: would have been a minimum of eight years ago
1: i'd like to judge it by the perfume but she's got a thousand perfumes so who knows which which month or year it was but 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 the thing is we all had our pictures taken and in okay in hello magazine i i don't know how i rolled that Proverbial in glitter <laughs> that day. I really don't because I think I ended up turning it into a page and downgrading it into a page and just finding out what her favourite products are and putting the mm. perfume on the page and stuff like that. Mainly because I wanted to do the PR a favour. But you were your story on OK. So you had to run the pictures of you with the celebrities, well, didn't so you? So on
0: the beauty pages, um there would be like my first person column and there'd be like a get the look, there'd be some product stuff. But then it would kind of be like the, this week in beauty. Because there's always people coming over to London, whether it's Bobby Brown, who I never got to meet. Bobby Brown, not angry about that at all. Um, Or a celebrity or something. So there was always a party to go to or an event. And it was like, well, let's... A little bit like what we do with Instagram now. Yes. I just put that on a page.
1: Wait for the story, listeners.
0: But (laughs) with Instagram, you have... um, well i take all my own pictures and what do we do the second we take a picture we look at it check
1: it's okay and if it's not we retake and you didn't have that luxury no you had one picture taken by a paparazzi stroke yeah red carpet photographer yeah and
0: they might yeah so you you might get three frames and it's you're walking up to Brit- britney not britney britney spears and it's britney bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and a
1: poor girl. That look
0: is on your face of, yeah. oh my God, it's Brittany. I don't care what you say about being used to being around celebrities. When you walk up, there are certain celebrities and it's just when you suddenly realise. No, I just felt
1: really maternal towards her.
0: No, I did as well. I wanted to look bit anyway, her. Anyway, go on, back yeah, to the story. So <laughs> I stood with her and I think I went, hi. Like I was trying to say hello and hi and it all went a bit garbled. And smiled, but I'm an empath and i could sense something was a bit off and so and you could see it on my face when the three frames came back like as soon as i left to the pr when are we getting the pictures when are we getting the pictures when are we getting the pictures and they came and you could just see i looked uncomfortable i didn't look good but then i'd had a picture taken with you that same day at the same event where i looked great
1: so she airbrushed me out listeners and replaced no, me so I had, with brittany
0: no no so i had my top half from the picture with you cut out and overlaid the bad picture of me
1: <laughs> she cut me out listeners she did <laughs> and if you actually... I'd cut me out for Britney too
0: but it wasn't like the most professional job so if you actually see that picture and I'll try and dig it out and put it on Instagram you can see that the color of my arms changed because obviously the lighting was completely different in the picture
1: I've got a very nice picture of you and I at that event I look like a giant compared to you That's let's talk Beyonce yeah. So we both met Beyoncé at the same event. You think it was two thousand and three? I think that was probably right. I think it was two thousand and three because I was very, very she, young. She was signed to was it Hillfigure? Hillfigure, Tommy Hillfigure. Um, yeah. Hillfigure. Sorry, that's a Lisa <laughs> Rinna reference. Yeah, she was. She was signed to Tommy Hillfigure, and uh, it was her first ever fragrance. I think she just left. No, maybe she hadn't even left no um, she was still
0: with destiny yeah child.
1: and it was at a time when she wore house of Derion which is which was the sort tina of tina knoll's brand tina Knowles brand that her mum used to sort of hand stitch and again uh, very really, much
0: in the very much in the vein of kind of matching outfits like yeah, michelle kelly yeah. cut out in different yeah, yeah, ways to yeah. show
1: off the different parts of their my body jeans. yeah exactly and um <laughs> i my father had just had open heart surgery and uh we were he was absolutely fine and he, he came out And he, but he was in intensive care and we were all sitting around with him and and in the back of my mind for the first time ever because my, my dad the love of my life and everything in the back of my mind i was like I'm going to miss this Beyonce. I'm going to miss this Beyonce event. Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. Rally round. And he was very funny. And basically they said, look, he can't come out of um, intensive care until he's drunk something and sat up and conversed and everything. And so my mum was trying to get him to drink and I was trying to get him to drink. And in the end, I found out that what he really wanted was just a really weak, sweet, milky cup of tea. And I gave him one and then he had about four. And he kind of obviously got a bit of caffeine, a bit of sugar perk. And you were like, peace out. Yeah. And he basically went... Uh, what are you doing here? And I said, "Oh, you know, I love you. I've got to be here. I wanted to make sure you were okay. And he went, no, no, you must go. You must go. So I hopped on the train, rushed up to town, went to the event, the Tommy Hilfiger event. And she basically came out and just did the queen wave, said a few words and got off. And I said to the PR, I've left my father in intensive care for this. She's supposed to be singing. I've seen her live many times. She's amazing. Come on. And he felt so guilty. He took me backstage and I had my picture taken with her. And it's the first time and only time I've ever asked to have my picture taken with a celebrity. Mm. And we walked in and it was really embarrassing because we walked in, the photographer disappeared somewhere. So I had this awful, it felt like half an hour. It must've been no more than three or four minutes (laughs) waiting for the photographer where, because I was nervous, I just carried on gabbling. And she said to me, I really like your jeans. And I said, oh, where are you staying? And I can't remember where she was staying. (laughs) Obvious segue. Somewhere somewhere in, in... round the back of Selfridges. And I said, oh, these are from Selfridges. I said, so if you leave your hotel and go across, you better find them. Here's the make. Mm. I can't remember what they were. I said, but not only that, I've got a really big bum. So if they fit me, they'll fit you too. Great. <laughs> and in the picture I've got with her, where I've got my hand on her waist, in this cutout house of Derry outfit, where my hand is actually on her naked, actually on her naked flesh, she's got this look in her eyes that says, security? <laughs> and we're actually exactly the same build but anyway
0: I bet she doesn't um so that same night so I was new and there were two things I remember about that event when I say I was new I was new at the magazine so I you know what I'm like I'm very um I'm, I'm hard worker I'm grafter and I don't like to just ponce around and do, do I want to if I go to an event and Beyonce is there in my head I'm thinking my editor expects me to have a picture with her and at least get something and like you I got there and there was clearly no opportunity to have a picture and I also remember one of the canapes she was a blur on the stage oh, it was totally. so quick. And she was wearing light blue satin yeah
1: i got the picture I'll
0: show you the picture and I remember one of the canapes and it was like this tiny little cube. Now, what was it? It just tasted like mould, mm-hmm. but it was pretty horrible. So I remember that sticking out in my mind. And then it became really clear I wasn't going to get a picture. And I thought, oh my God, my editor is going to be so furious with me because I've come here and all I've done is eat a posh canapé and drink champagne. And I did, well, yeah, no, it would have been champagne. Hilfiger would have splurged. And in the end, I, sort of, I was a real brat
1: and I sort of said to the PR... It was Daniel at TCS. no it was not oh it was daniel at tcs that got me backstage because they did the pr for hill figure at the time hill figure fashion oh. at the time right even though it was an estee lauder that's why i'm getting confused yeah estee lauder owned the fragrance i think because um nicola you know
0: look at the thornton yeah she said to me years later because i got really upset about the fact that i wasn't going to go back with anything to show that i've been there and because did you muscle your way into a picture table no but i said to the pr this is ridiculous like you've asked me to come and i'm not going to get this picture my editor's going to go mad because i was always you know what i'm like i'm always talked about it lots on the podcast I don't have it anymore but I used to be always be really worried about getting into trouble Mm -hmm. or getting told off and years later Nicola said to me you know that I was running around trying to find you because we got her to agree to a picture and you'd gone because I stayed for ages and it wasn't going to happen and then I think I left she still Without a
1: doubt. I watched that Netflix thing the other day. I haven't seen it. Um, I've watched bits of it. And she's still the most talented, without a doubt, celebrity I've ever met. She's incredible. We need to segue then. She, by the way, she was by far and away the most mature person in that room and she's half my age. Oh. I mean, it was just shocking. She was half my age at the time. I can't remember what I was. She might have been, I might have been 42 two or 44 and she might have been 21 or 22 she was the most together smart engaged intelligent sweet person well when I had Mally Roncal on the
0: podcast who I freaking love she's worked with Beyonce for years and years and years and years and years and she said on the show so I'm not breaking any confidence she was just like that woman is like nothing you'll ever
1: yeah I, I did a video with Sir John her makeup artist and you know she's called her son Sir which is basically yeah named after Sir John that's off the record you know you're not, not going to tell anybody are you listeners uh, he said she's just awesome basically whatever you want to do you'll do for her because you'll go above and beyond because she's so hardworking herself yeah yeah, so professional so I'm going to ask you a question uh <laughs> worst celebrity and best celebrity you've ever interviewed and why
0: oh okay I really hate to say this because I'm such a big fan of, or was, back in the day. When this happened, I was a huge fan of hers. And I couldn't listen to her music for, I would say, probably 18 months after the fact. Uh, it was Christina Aguilera. What, well, she was horrible, was she? Uh, that wouldn't be fair. But she was over here opening the sale for a massive department store, which I won't name, just to get into trouble. Harrod. Harrods? <laughs> <laughs> and I think and so I had to go and do like a fashion interview with her I was like so when you go into a department store what what's the first section you go to and she was like hats (laughs) (laughs) and I you know that sort of thing where you know that Maybe they're not really into it and you're really reaching to just find mm-hmm. something and well, there's no chemistry.
1: If you have a bad day with a celebrity, it's probably because they've got a whole load of shit going yeah. on in their life that you don't know about.
0: Exactly. So, And I always say to people, because I get this question a lot, uh, particularly when I am like go back to my parents or something and friends say oh, best and worst celebrities. And I always say, and I think it's worth saying this on the show, is it's like a Polaroid. So you can't ever judge somebody by the experience you had with them on a photo shoot or at an interview because you as you say you just don't know it's a snapshot of their life and in the same way that I might drive somewhere one day and give someone the finger because they cut me cut me off or something that's not representative of Mm -hmm. me but to them they'd be like oh that that girl would they live their life publicly Yeah. yeah. yeah So it was just a very awkward, you know, it was silly questions. She's far more intelligent than what's your favourite department in a department store. She's clearly very bright and engaged. And it was just, I think, one of those awkward things. And I actually (coughs) ended the interview. Did you? And you never do that.
1: You rinse every last second, don't you, with a celebrity? Yeah.
0: I can see there are lots of people, and then the other one, and it was the same. It was the same gig. So I just think that was obviously a difficult gig. Was um, a few years later, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh really? But I I made such a fluff.
1: Like we weren't. There was just no. We weren't bonding at all. Like there was no. If they're in a bad mood, bearing in mind, honestly. I interviewed Julianne Moore the other day. Six minutes I got with her. And that was from the time I went into the room to the time I left the room. So it's probably five minutes of interview time. I mean, the most you ever get with a celebrity would be 30 minutes. But normally it sits around between 10 and 15 minutes. If there is an instant rapport, it's like getting blood out of a stone. Totally. I went up to Kate Moss. And I've got the hugest girl crush, style crush on Kate Moss. I went up to Kate Moss. Did you tell her you're her identical boob twin? <laughs> no. Oh, dear. I'd never even got that far because I walked up to her and I, we were at the British Fashion Awards and I was at Hello Magazine. And I walked up and I said, oh, hi, I'm from Hello Magazine. And she went, oh, fuck off. <laughs> And that's because she didn't like Hello! Magazine. Yeah, it was yeah. nothing to do with me. Oh, God, I had that with OK. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, OK was disliked by more people than Hello! Magazine. Yeah, yeah. But together, if somewhere down the line they've done something, they've run a paparazzi shot or covered an event, not in a not positive way because Hello! was always positive, but for whatever reason, it's not your fault. Mm. And I've sim- since met Kate a couple of times, and she's always actually been quite shy and quite sweet and sam mcknight and mary greenwell who are really discerning people adore her mm. so you know i just caught her on a bad day
0: yeah that's the thing and so and with sarah michelle Gellar, i made it even worse by saying so how long have you been married to freddie prince now she said oh something like five years or whatever it was at that point oh, um, and i didn't know what to say so i just went that's a good innings <laughs> <laughs> and you could just- Feel everyone in the room going. Like, oh my God! Stop my talking! God. Stop talking. So, but fragrance launches because I know we've to say, As you were saying that, I just scribbled down Mariah because you and I were were we both again. I know. I never met
1: Mariah. Oh my
0: God! Well, okay, so I thought that you must have been there. Again, but I would quite happily be
1: part of her carrying. I'd <laughs> p- happily wheel her around backstage. <laughs> I
0: went to her fragrance launch, which was the same company who does Britney's, Coty. Yeah. Yeah, well, Elizabeth Arden. Yeah, Cody. And um, turns out, I found out years later when I was telling this very same Actually, story.
1: Not Cody, but anyway, sorry. Go
0: on. Yeah, when I was telling this very same story on full coverage, Lindsay was at that. Po- was at that. <laughs> but it's a little launch.
1: bit like you and I have been at. So I didn't know you were at the Beyonce thing because there were like a thousand people there. You never but also, know. Do okay, you? listeners, what you need to understand as well: when I came
0: into magazines in two thousand and three, you'd been doing it for a while. You were on the telly. And I wouldn't have necessarily come up and said hello to you because I was scared of you. Uh,
1: 1990, yeah. I'd already been doing it 13 yeah. years.
0: And actually, this is brilliant. So we had a bonding moment a little while ago about... Um, we normally have bonding moments over celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> and being freelance and doing what we do. Um, and what were we talking about? I think if you follow me on Instagram, you're not going to be under any illusion about the fact that i like keanu reeves
1: (laughs) oh right okay so let's do bafta stories so this is the bafta story right so so the baftas do anybody not in the uk is the british association of film and television awards and they're a little bit like the oscars but on a bad day (laughs) that's (laughs) sorry BAFTA, but it's true no i'm sorry we would chop our arms off to get to the oscars come on i loved the baftas i went about 10 times i'm so over it oh
0: i went twice and i would go back in a heartbeat i loved it
1: but you'd rather go to the oscars be honest no
0: i wouldn't actually i'd rather go to
1: never be friends i would rather
0: go to the vanity fair party but i wouldn't want to sit through the oscars okay not in the room whereas when stephen fry the year i went stephen fry did the baftas which he did for a long time and he uh he helmed the entire thing as if he was giving every single segue was like um, uh, air steward. Bringing you into the land uncomfortable
1: or... little places, no food, and no, then you, this go, was the Odeon, and then you go. And then you go to, you go the, to dinner the dinner afterwards, and it's just like you, you're you, you're a usurper because it's it's basically the film industry's Christmas party, yeah. And you're there because you happen to be the guest of whoever is sponsoring the hair mm-hmm. or makeup, mm-hmm. and you basically just sitting there going, I don't know anybody apart from the only people that are at the table, yeah. and the celebrities at your table can't wait to get off and Talk go to and chat friends. to their friends yeah, in yeah. the industry so go on tell me your BAFTA story another thing I didn't realize we were at the same BAFTA well, this, this time. is it.
0: so the first time I ever went to BAFTA it was Odeanhurst Square mm-hmm. or maybe it wasn't the first fu- yeah it was the first time Stephen Fry was quite a long a few years later and it was with Nikki Clark the very famous I walked down daughter. the red carpet
1: with Nikki and they were like Nikki
0: Nikki we love you okay so that, that was how long ago it was well, I remember getting ready at the hotel which I think was the Savoy at the savoy
1: yeah could be savoy Claridges can't remember
0: and i walked in and very this would have been 2003 or 2004 it was early days in my career so I was massively
1: intimidated I remember in fact it was sponsored by P&G because Nikki Clark owned P&G and I've got pictures of us all backstage with Hannah Betts and myself mm. and you and my washing machine
0: looked like it was making funny noises and I said oh, I can't go I'm gonna have to st-. I rang my mum I said I can't go I can't go to the BAFTAs I'm gonna have to stay here because the washing <laughs> machine's about to explode she went you go to the goddamn BAFTAs <laughs> and um so I went got to the hotel with my case and everything and was such a newbie and you and Hannah Betts took me under your wing. oh You really did. And I remember you said to me, What did you get for Christmas from such and such a brand? And I oh, told no, you and don't. you went, Oh yeah, well, you know what that means. So tier one gets this, <laughs> tier two gets that, tier three gets that. Means you're First tier... world
1: problems yeah, listeners. Yeah.
0: No, but it's just a funny thing.
1: And I remember... I only ever got tier two, by the way, from that brand, so I'm on safe ground. Yes.
0: But it was a but, but what I mean is
1: I I was my own desk,
0: so I didn't ever have a beauty director that I learned from. I never learned the ropes of the beauty industry. So it was people like you kind of telling me stuff like that that was golden to me. That was like golden nugget information. And I remember I had the Benefit Bathina...
1: Leg shimmer. Leg shimmer, body shimmer that came with
0: a sponge and everything. And I was like, I'm going to the Baptist. So I had a dress and I (laughs) kicked my leg up and sort of rested on something and started applying it and you looked at me and went you should probably do that in the bathroom, shouldn't you?
1: <laughs> I remember that event really well because, one, I walked the red carpet with Nicky and people screamed because he was on TV a lot at the time. Can we talk about why
0: I didn't walk the red carpet with you? Because the, the Yeah, because you got in a car
1: accident. Yeah, so you went ahead
0: in car it was one chaos wasn't it oh my god it's chaos as well you went ahead in car one with nikki hannah betts and top tier and i was in the second car and i definitely remember ellie from heat being in the car mm, oh um, lovely Ellie. and i can't remember who else was in the car because it was a long long time ago And it was chaos. We were trying Mm -hmm. to get to Leicester Square, which is not pedestrianised, which is, sorry, which is pedestrianised most of the time. And they allow cars to drive into Leicester Square. And there's like a special way of things going in. But as we were trying to get into Leicester Square, and it was carnage, a bus was coming out of um, a T-junction and kept nudging, nudging, nudging. And I thought, that's getting very, very, very close to this Mercedes. And suddenly bang. And then, well, no, it was so gentle, actually, that what happened was it just lifted the side of the car it didn't push it it just sort of lifted and it was quite subtle and the driver just went off got out and started having a word with him but it didn't feel like a bang and I was sitting by the door so the bus hit my door and I didn't feel anything I just felt like we were up on an angle mm-hmm. but the thing is is back at 2003 <laughs> 2004 what was the posh dress material of choice it's like a satin satin <laughs>
1: i think so, i had purple satin on that night <laughs> so what happened
0: was is somebody came round to rescue us opened the door and, and we you're all just slid up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also barthena's quite slippery as well isn't yeah, it benefit no barthena straight down. <laughs> no traction what a way to make an entrance onto but, the red carpet but we were on the wrong side of leicester square oh, we didn't have any of our passes because they were all so in you're in a full-length ball gown shimmered up and you've got to walk through all the plebs on so leicester we were like square. so it was like
0: every man for himself <laughs> boom 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 and i think we had some kind of pass and in the end i got to the barriers but the entrance was like 100 meters mm-hmm, up to go mm-hmm. around and i just said to the guy i've just been in a car accident and he let me climb over the barrier so in the days like having just Bet julia roberts doesn't have to do this no actually. no but she doesn't so in a bit <laughs> Angelina of <the> days, Jolie. <laughs> i don't think i bolted over it but i think i sort of squeezed over or like climbed over and i was really disoriented and the first person i saw was sir ian mckellen i was like oh ian <laughs>
1: Just like we just haven't had a moment of just being a complete pleb. Um Okay, so my BAFTA story that said that the bonding moment with you and Keanu, because at this point, listeners, Keanu is now the face of Yves Saint Laurent. I've never had such positive feedback than when I posted that on my Instagram stories. Yeah, me too. I was at that event because after the event, after the awards, you then all get in buses. And yep. you go across to and they are glorified buses and you go across to the Dorchester. No, you go to the Grosvenor. The Grosvenor, thank you. The Grosvenor House Hotel. You go down into the ballroom and you have supper. Do
0: you know why it's always at the Grosvenor? No all idea. those big events? Because it's the it's the biggest capacity for like those sorts of
1: dinners. Okay. And we I'm sitting there, and as I said, it's boring. It is boring. I'm sorry. You are ogling celebrities, but you cannot ever go up and talk to a celebrity at the back because it's just unthinkable because essentially you're playing it cool um you are a guest of honor at their party and it's a little bit like cam because cam's the same can is everybody knows why we're here yeah and
0: it's can is very relaxed because there is an unspoken rule you don't go up and it's not Fanny.
1: But but also you Fanny as in know, not Fanny, I, but as in fangirling yeah, as fanboying. I, fanboy I realise what I said But also you're you've you've got this thing where you they're them, you're they think you're something to do with the film industry. So you just do this thing where you are literally walking around Taking it to and you inside, should. inside you're going, Oh my god, Helen Murren. Mm. Oh my god, Ian McCallan. Mm. Oh my god. But you don't. You and you just go, Oh yes, Helen, Ian. Helen. see you at the yes. studio see, see, yeah, absolutely so you're pretending that you're not impressed you can't take pictures because nobody's mm, taking no. pictures i mean they're sort of taking selfies but of themselves not of us these days but back yeah. in the day we're talking the year that you, we the year we're talking about you would never ever create your own content at these things it's God, so no. respectful anyway i was with hannah, hannah betts they ditched me at this point i don't listeners. know where you were so you must have been on the same table yeah, but I was young and stupid and I was probably okay. I was probably just well, going, oh Han- my
0: God, look all the celebrities.
1: <laughs> Hannah Betts said to me, God, Baggett, this is so boring. What are we going to do? And I said, let's do truth or dare. And she said, okay, truth or dare. And she said, truth, who in the room would you have sex with? And I went, oh, come on, Keanu, he's here, he's amazing. I didn't even know he was there that okay. night. Okay, and I said to her, and I can't remember who I sent, I genuinely can't remember who I sent her over to. I said, who, truth to you who's the biggest celebrity there and of course hers was some obscure oscar winning foreign writer because she's far too intellectual for me and i was like yeah no and she said okay dare go up and talk to him and i went don't be ridiculous she said no go and talk to him and i went okay fine downed a couple of champagnes this is went, back in the day when you used to drink champagne went, went diagonally across the room she was the one side of the room i was diagonally opposite the grosvenor ballroom he was in the middle and he was holding court i don't know what he'd done he it was probably the one of the matrix movies he was a hot item that year mm. right so he was holding court i'm eleven in my shoes i'm 6 2 he's really tall similar age to me god i'm getting quite excited she's on the other side of the room and i see him and we are head and shoulders above everybody else and i start walking towards him with i mean you purpose. can't you can't walk that much with purpose because the room is absolutely heaving but i'm weaving in and out of people and i can see over her shoulder, over his shoulder i can see bent bets and she's going like go on meta- metaphorically go woo, 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 <laughs> go bag it go bag it and i walk towards him and because i'm so tall and he's so tall i got to about 15 meters from him and he was surrounded by a lot of people all sucking up to him and he caught my eye and we had this moment and he looked at me and he went like and uh, he didn't speak to me because i couldn't hear him but he basically signaled to say gestured to say are you do you need to speak to me come over and talk to me and i just went oh no i'm fine (laughs) (laughs) did a swerve went round him and walked on and hannah betts just went to me you pussy (laughs) you absolute (laughs) pussy but i'm telling you and the reason that we had this bonding moment is because i could (laughs) have
0: i was on the phone to this woman last night and we were talking about it and she said yeah i could have
1: yeah there was that moment where you look at somebody you just go oh yeah we really liked each other for a few seconds oh my god nadine i know how do you
0: sleep at night i don't yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> With the cats now. I'd be, on a, I'd be on a plane and just like would try and put myself where he is to just
1: do that same walk again, but then also, just I do Also, I think it right. what I should have done is just walked up and said, I don't know why. I didn't think about what I was going to say. I was never actually going to speak to him anyway. I was just playing up for Hannah. Yeah, yeah. But I think basically I should just go and I went, hi, how are you? Or, you know, you just got to treat them like normal people. This, That's what they want. They want to be treated like normal people. And this people. is what you can do, actually, because I, I... But I don't have the balls.
0: I I saw her do this once I heard about this and then I saw her do it at a party Gwyneth where um I had heard that she had a, a and actually I never hear a bad word about Gwyneth I know that people have opinions about Goop but anyone I know who's had interactions with Gwyneth she says was that she's highly, amazing
1: I interviewed her for um Estee Lauder no that amazing for that amazing charity Kidscape that's now no mm. longer um around she was articulate articulate intelligent Mm. she gave me the perfect sound bites for why the charity was important Mm. and how it related to her life she was amazing and yet i've heard terrible stories from some of her staff as in her hair and makeup artists but for me she was absolutely like the perfect bite-sized content Mm. like she just was like i'm here tonight to support this charity because i admire this person this is the reason it resonates in my life it was like a dream come true. So I had heard that she has a brilliant way of navigating social situations
0: so that she doesn't offend anybody, which is whenever anyone goes up to her, she says, when was the last time we saw each other? Or nice to see you again. And I then saw her at a party do something like that. Um, I can't, don't think she said hello to me. But I think I was trying to get in her eye line, but it didn't happen. But anyway, why was I talking about Gwyneth? That, that's what you can do with celebrities. You can just go... Oh, so nice to see you again. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. How have you been? Because they will assume they have met you because they meet so many people.
1: And they yeah, I can't, they can't remember. remember. When I walked into Julianne Moore recently to interview her, I walked in. And as I said, it was this weird setup, horse and hound stroke Notting Hill setup, where I had six minutes, five minutes to actually sit down and ask her questions. And I sat down and I said, hello, nice to see you again and everything. And, um, and as I left, she said, nice jumpsuit. And I said, that's what you said last time. That's why I wore it again because I'd met her at Cannes previously. And she went, at least I'm consistent, Nadine, at least I'm consistent. I was like, oh, I love that. I love you. Right, I've told you mine. Who's your worst? Kate Moss telling me to fuck off, definitely. Oh. Uh, Naomi Campbell took me to court. Say what now? <laughs> Naomi Campbell took me to court as an adjunct to taking, I think it was the Daily Mirror to court when she was going through... Um, rehab she went i think she went to cottonwood for to rehab um I think and, Crew went there. uh when who went there Hottley Hottley yeah it's one i'm reading, reading the book so, is it arizona america yeah, it's, it's in arizona like that, yeah. isn't it she basically went to i think it was to cottonwood to go to rehab and this was again 15 years ago and um then she was at naaa and the mirror, I think, but don't quote me on this, photographed are coming out. I, I, that, and that one of the bell. reasons that you need anonymity when you're in NAAA is because it's part of your 12 steps to have anonymity mm. and you deserve that right. And um, what happens is, and it's, this is the problem with all celebrity, is that once something is written mm-hmm. in the public domain, then somebody can then reissue that mm-hmm. again and again and again. So lies and... Mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Invasions of privacy can get repeated time and time again. And I do have empathy for celebrities in this situation. Um, and again, Sam and um Mary Greenwell adore her, they will do anything for mm-hmm. her. So I kind of think again, they're probably going through shit in their life, and yep, she'd obviously yep. gone through a really rough time anyway. She was absolutely singly the most beautiful woman I've ever seen walk down a catwalk. She commands a catwalk like no other woman I know. Oh it's, my god. I yes. saw her walk at Valentino in Paris in a red dress. I know it's a cliche to say this, she's like a Black Panther. I was in human about to say that. Form. I've never seen anything so spectacular, mm. anyone so spectacular. I mean, she is worth every penny. Anyway, I love the old school supermodels. Anyway, also, I'll just say that when I saw um, Kate Moss walk for
0: Fashion for something, Rocks, Fashion. Fashion rock. Rocks, I think it was, I'd never seen her walk
1: before. And it's a completely different thing, but the, but it's mesmerising. The minute she gets on camera, she's supposed to be incredible, yeah. Mm. I just like her style anyway, and her makeup and that whole... Anyway, so basically, I went to interview Naomi because she had her, her perfumes, and I can't remember who the PR was, but I went there and I met her. And in those days, you used to tape things, and it was on a little tape recorder, like in a mini cassette. And I did the normal puff piece about, tell me about your perfumes and, you know, why are you here at the moment and everything. And before... Hello took it and ran it at the front of the magazine yeah. as a main article. And they used it as the guts of an article that was a bigger profile piece of her going to meet Nelson Mandela. Oh, right. And in the intro, they put that she was fresh out of Cottonwood and had been seen coming out of an NAAA because it had been reported in the Mirror. And she used me as an example of somebody who... Or the Hello as an example of a magazine that um, as an adjunct to her court case, she was basically suing, I think, the Mirror... For damages and saying look and as a result look what happens Mm. hello then takes it and the the lies and the you know lack of privacy just is perpetuated anyway so basically it came back and she but she also added and also i never did this interview anyway who is this person i've never met this person i've never (laughs) do i've never given hello an interview how dare they do that to Mm. me so i had to go up to the high court and prove that so i basically went up and had to go and see the um the judge, and hand over my little tape and have it transcribed and played back. And that, to this day, I've never thrown away a notebook or a tape recorder with anything I've ever had on it. And afterwards, oh, I got a really lovely bouquet ago. of flowers saying, of course, Naomi remembers you. I'm so sorry you got caught up in all this. I'm oh, sure that's that, classy. I'm sure the PR did it. It doesn't matter. I'm sure the classy. PR did it. Um, but honestly, there's nothing scarier than putting on your Zara black suit 15 years ago and having to go up to the high court. It was like something out of law and order. Jeez. I was petrified. But again, you see, there's two things I think. Celebrities have bad breakups and substance abuse. And if they have bad breakups or substance abuse, the chances are you might catch them on a bad day. Mm. Yeah, And it's the same. Okay, let's talk about Cheryl Cole. You and I have interviewed Cheryl Cole millions of times. Many times, yeah. Many yeah. times. I've probably interviewed her 10 times. She's just Cheryl now, by the way. She can be the sweetest person in the world yeah, or yeah. she can be an absolute nightmare. And it's always directly related to... Where her love life is. Oh,
0: I've never... Okay, so my experience with Cheryl, I've never had had a bad experience with her. She was always... You haven't had the truck I don't want to talk. I'm fed up and hung over. I only ever... And the thing that we used to do, we used to alternate. So she was signed to L'Oreal for... Ten years. years. Yeah. So OK I'd get the
1: exclusive one year and hello and would get we it the would next.
0: Battle it out because at the time Cheryl was she was the country's sweetheart and it we were vying to get any kind of access to her. Obviously, OK covered her wedding. But um we just had we got on very well with the L'Oreal press obviously we were just like Let's just alternate, give it to Hello this yeah, time, give it to Absolutely. Us because we, we you couldn't try I couldn't try and get it every single time and you couldn't try to get it every single time and they had a one well,
1: anyway. After you left I got it every single time. Because <laughs> she trusts Hello, yeah. she knows that Hello are never going to do the dirty on her. Yes, but she does say the same thing every single time. But
0: so every single time <laughs> I every single time I interviewed her, it was an it really was a pleasure. She knew exactly what notes to hit. She knew exactly she she knew she was brilliant. So
1: you didn't interview her. I obviously got the year that her and Ashley's split up, and then I got the year she was on really good form that she met John somebody Vasani. What was the guy, Cheryl? Do you remember the, oh, the yeah, anyway, yeah. that guy? She was and she was super happy because she met him in Cannes and then the following year all fell apart and she was miserable. No, I had like, him. Like, like, no, not 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 just a bit truculent and pissed off and didn't want to be there. She just didn't want to be there. Which, and actually, again, she's tiny and she's so sweet. And if I saw her in the street. I'd still smile at her mm. and I just it made me want to scoop her up and look after mm. her. I definitely felt that with Kim. The first time I interviewed Kim
0: Kardashian for her fragrance, she was so warm, so engaging. I walked in, she's reading my column. "Oh my god, I love what you said this week about that thing." You know, she was she was so professional. But then a year later when she came back and did the second fragrance or 18 months later, it was right after Chris Humphreys mm-hmm. and you could just
1: sense that she was not as not brittle as open. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and you get it and they don't trust the press and they don't also in a foreign country you don't know what press to trust and what press not to trust like in hello we'd never say anything bad about anybody anyway same yeah but you don't know but that was when the first time we all met her was when the first that's the first time i properly met her when she just got engaged and she had that huge chris Humphreys ring on mm. and i remember standing next to her and that's the picture that i always tell Calibus. and show everybody which is essentially <laughs> you you have you do your interview Again, hello are never going to run a picture of me and a celebrity ever in a million years. You know they essentially take you're everything not the out. The first person you're not mm-hmm. the story. So it was absolutely fine. So I did the interview. It was brilliant. I got all the exclusive set of pictures and stuff like that. And they went, "Would you like to have your picture taken with Kim?" And I'm like, "Okay." And you know you've made a bit of an effort. You've got a bit more makeup top. On. Yes. John Furness took those. You've pictures. got a bit, really nice bit more, bit more sort of makeup on the normal, but nothing compared to how much Kim Kardashian's got I on and her so extensions and stuff and extensions. like that. <laughs> I have got so much makeup on and in this picture I look like I've just come out of the shower compared mm, to her. Yeah, anyway, same. and I am five eleven, so in my shoes I'm six two or six three and she's Minuscule. She's barely five one or 5'2". Shorter two. than me. Tiny. Absolutely tiny. And not as big as she looks either because she's just so petite. Anyway, she basically said, do you want a picture taken? And I said, absolutely. And she sort of started laughing, standing on her tip. And I went, no, no, don't do that. I've got this pose. She was wearing bright green double platform. Really high. Suede. She, yeah. suede. She wears Christine really Lebutons, high yeah. like stripper shoes. Mm. And it was, I think she had on like a, it was almost like a sort of Herve Leger bandage dress. Super skin tight. Anyway. Mm. And so basically I said, don't bother this is and I said to the photographer this is just head and shoulders isn't it and he went absolutely not a problem so I did the thing where I basically bend at the knees put my ankles out either side and just look like yeah I look like Timmy off of South Park so essentially so I'm doing that I bend right the way down so our heads virtually the same height and I think it did it go exclusively into Debenhams that fragrance Deborah's ran the picture full length. No. Oh, yes. Ah. Oh, yes. And I still tell that story to this day. It's hilarious. I've since interviewed all of them. I've interviewed uh Courtney. Uh, we interviewed Chloe. And Chloe. What? I did Chloe on the phone there. Chloe's very funny and very oh, on like When Chloe they launched Chroma Color, which was mm. their own brand makeup that went under, I interviewed her and she was amazing. And Courtney had just had. One of the children, I can't remember which one. And Courtney I'm worried we've lost Chloe. Courtney was not even engaged. I've since interviewed Courtney for um, was it Burt's Bees? But not Burt's Bees. No, it isn't Burt's Bees. But it's it was a Honey Stroke Pollen Range. It wasn't Burt's Bees. Come on, who was it? We should remember it who it Bert's was. Bees. It wasn't. It was. Uh, it was a skincare range, and uh, you know, because we are the diametrically opposed on our view on skincare. So she believes in paraben free toxic free chemical free she's, she's got a jade egg on her bedside table yeah, environmental working group she believes in all that bollocks and so essentially i was just sitting there with this richter it's not scr- manuka you're right it it's is not manuka the- honey right okay um, and i've just got a richter screen on my face going and at one point i said so so you, yeah so you are gluten intolerant right yeah i didn't know you were a celiac and she looked at me like The lights are on and no one's home. She went. Well, I don't know if I don't like I'm an allergy. I'm just sort of intolerant. I went. Oh, how did you get? How did you get measured for that then? So did you have an IgG e, IgG (laughs) IgE antibody test, or did you have pinprick skin test? And she said, um she went. No, no, no. Like my doctor, not a doctor. My doctor did this thing where he did this stress test with my arm. Oh, like Yolanda Hadid. Yes, exactly. And I said, and I can't now. Now I can't remember what. uh, Oh, that's it. And I said so. She so she said so. Basically, I did the stress test with my arm. Forgive me, listeners, if you believe any of this stuff. And and I went, oh, you mean kinesiology? And she went, what? And I said, so you had a kinesiologist test you for a food intolerance. Bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> she didn't even know was a kinesiologist she didn't know the difference between an allergy and an intolerance in i just person. i can't i can't and that's me over and out with her whereas chloe's a bit more i i worry that we've lost chloe a bit she's there's a little little bit too much but her lips look massive at the moment i think her work looks good though i think jason diamond does a really good job on those guys i think they look really good at the moment i mean the kylie i mean job. Courtney's body's completely banging Mm. mama just face is looking better than ever that's jason diamond so they used to be with simon urian i just i think honestly hand on heart you know for all of their thoughts about the ridiculous snow app and Mm. too much lip filler and stuff like that Generally, I mean, not the body work. The body work is ridiculous. The, the fat transfer taken mm. out of the waist and legs and stuck into the bum is ridiculous. Just put it in the bin. Make some soap. <laughs> also, also, you've just got to look at Courtney's body to know what their bodies look like naturally. Yes, and she's yeah. got a beautiful body. She's had her boobs done. Yeah, she has had mm-hmm. her boobs done. But also, you've just got to look at uh, Kendall to look, what, look at what Kylie would look like if she hadn't have had mm-hmm. all that work done. But they've all had work done. And so have the Hadid girls. And I just think, you know fair play to them I suppose what I don't like is that it's seen as the norm that's what I don't like their
0: work is amazing but what I dislike is and I won't mention the celebrity majority of listeners probably wouldn't know who it is anyway because it's somebody who you would describe in the UK as z List but there was a story on the Daily Mail and they deliberately put a picture of her up and they put an, an old picture up next to it and the difference is just she's had so much filler and she's in her early 20s that it's got a Pete Burns effect, like she looks swollen and slightly, it looks blubbery. Think, and the thing the thing that upsets me is that if you, the girl on, on the before picture, if you said to her, okay, so this is where we're going to take you in five years, she wouldn't agree to it. No, it's a slippery It's the slide. dysmorphia yeah, that happens yeah. when you begin to have it. That's what I find, and, and the unlicensing, and I ended up, I unlicensing the licensing i took a screen grab of it and i sent it to claire coleman because she's recently written a piece about how there's so little regulation and you don't have to be qualified i mean i forget exactly you'll know better than i will about you i could pick up a syringe and put filler on you
1: you could yeah yeah and that's not okay it's not licensed as a a medicine so you don't have to be a doctor a dentist or a nurse to do it which you do for botox i think the thing is done well Mm. look at bella hadid
0: Oh my god, that's incredible! By right? the
1: same token, look at Kim Kardashian. Mm. I mean, that's good work. Mm. Um, uh, Courtney's had a lot of work, a lot of facial work. I think Chloe can look slightly too done. Obviously, I think that um, God, which is the young one, Kylie can look too done. But to say that they don't look good on their work is is just not fair. I don't like the body work. I don't like the the, the mm. weird. Overly large bottom on skinny legs. I'm one with Joe Rogan on that. But by the same token, you you know, just I would, you could throw, you'd be hard pushed to not bump into somebody who hasn't had work done. Even women that say they haven't had work done, this is a totally separate podcast, (laughs) have had work done. (laughs) I mean, they just have. I mean, I can honestly count in all the celebrities I've ever, ever, ever interviewed, and I could sit here all day and name names, only Julianne Moore and uh sarah jessica parker are faces i look at and can see they've not had work done are you actually joking no because tracy mountainford said something brilliant and i like... and, and that, i mean that means every celebrity i've ever interviewed has had work done of any age yeah and i mean i have work done i've got a little bit of botox i've got a little bit of filler i haven't got a problem with that you're coming to hold my hand when i do oh right, of course I not hold, not necessarily hold my hand but. but honestly hand on heart you know you can do it the work is a sliding scale it can be super subtle and really nice and a lot of celebrities you think wouldn't have had it done have had it done and then you've got the sliding scale where it becomes overt that you've had so much mm. work done but i mean Belle hadid has gone from a being a seven in the background of her mum's real housewives of beverly hills to looking like a 10 i mean mm. that's damn good work
0: yeah, yeah, really. It really is beautiful work. Yeah, it's just the dysmorphia that comes with it when someone goes and has their lips done and then they want to see what they've paid for so they want they get maybe more filler than they need. I
1: think or... also I think the problem is is that that because these women are so young, they're influencing very young people and as a result, people think it's normal and it's not normal. Mm. And they can't afford that. These people The way they look is is their living. They work out for a living. They diet and exercise for a living. They have work done for a living. The shooting's a very small part of it, but the way they look is their work. And you can't expect the average 17-year-old English girl to compete. They don't have the money. They don't Mm -hmm. have the facilities. They don't have the wherewithal. They just don't, so it's really hard. So that's unfair. Mm. And I'm glad I grew up in a world where, you know, Tatiana... Payitz, who would be considered a plus-size model now, was just considered a supermodel when I was growing up.
0: Tatiana, as in the one from
1: the Freedom video? Yeah. Oh, my God, if you look at no, pictures... No, that's of, not Tatiana, Yeah, is that it? is. If you look Petites. at... Petits. Yeah, Payitz, pa, mm-hmm. If you look at her, honestly, you look at pictures of her now, she would be a plus-size model. She would be considered a curvy-size model. She's a size 12 to 14. I found pictures of Cindy Crawford and Linda Evangelista the other day, and Linda Evangelista used to be really slim for a supermodel. They're not. They're just normal women now because they're a size 10 to 12. I watched the Kevin O'Kwan documentary on Netflix the other yes. day. seeing Seeing them like so in the beautiful. makeup chair. I was at Mary Claire Health and Beauty um, when they were at their peak. And I used to see the unretouched pictures come in for the covers. But did they need much retouching? Oh, yeah. Oh. Everybody needs retouching. If you're going to be on the cover of a magazine. I mean, yeah, but that makes you feel better about yourself. I interviewed Linda Evangelista once. She was a dick.
0: No, no.
1: On the clothes show, live on television. And I said, and I previously interviewed Cindy Crawford. And I said to Cindy Crawford, and obviously this is so not true. Cindy Crawford is so beautiful. And I said to Cindy Crawford, okay, every girl has a part of her body she dislikes. Tell me what's your part. She went, oh, it's my ass. Of course, everybody hates their ass. I mean, she had the most beautiful body you've ever seen in mm. real life her and helena christensen and i said the same thing to um linda evangelista she went one of my elbows is a bit weird <laughs> i'm like oh yeah right just make it up just make it up and pretend you've is got it a the elbow toe. on the
0: arm where you've got a chip on your shoulder yeah
1: <laughs> it's just crazy it's like you know please you're a supermodel do me a favor just pretend that you're less than perfect because that's how you're going to win people over cindy's such a nice person yeah. so professional to interview
0: never interviewed any of that I think yeah that might be a bit much for me right let's get back onto celebs actually um we've talked about worst best go on who's Uh, the best do
1: do you still lose your shit whenever you meet I lost my shit when I in when I met Jane Fonda I've met her twice I met her at this morning and I we bumped into each other in the green room and then I met her at Cannes you're never allowed to interview Jane Fonda at Cannes as a beauty editor because she talks openly about her cosmetic surgery. (laughs) And they don't want the beauty companies, don't want you to talk about that. I absolutely love her. She's one of those people I just think she's smart and engaging and really intelligent and incredible looking and really honest and open about the work she's had done. I lost it. I mean, I just started thinking. I was but you know when you stand there going, I'm gonna say something really smart and I'm gonna really impress impress her. I want to impress her, I want to impress her, I want to impress her, she's really smart. And I just went and I just I think I went up to her just before she before she came off air. And I just said to her, excuse me, I just have to tell you, I think you're amazing. I love your body of work. And uh, Coming Home is one of my all time favorite movies. And it's an anti-Vietnam War movie. Mm. It was one of the first movies I ever saw. And she said, thank you very much. And never more pertinent and a message more needed than it is now. And I just thought. Let me lick your face. She's I so love you. she's so
0: the documentary yeah. No, is a complete yeah. sentence. Yeah. That's not the name of the documentary, but it's one of the things that she said and it was. It's like, Jane oh Fondring Jane Fonda in Three Acts, isn't it? Yeah, or something. It's, it's it's brilliant.
1: Absolutely. And incredible. Grace and Frankie is so funny.
0: And yeah, no, I in answer to your question, I do still I do still have those moments. And I think even before Bette still, Midler.
1: Yeah. Just before we
0: started recording,
1: I have no idea. Tell me your Bet Midler story. So my Bet
0: Midler story was that she was over here promoting something. I think she was actually doing some a tour.
1: Okay. That yeah, because makes you used sense. to do
0: more than Beauty on OK. So, God, yeah, uh, I mean, actually, Beauty was probably realistically the smallest part of the amount of the, the work that I did in a working week. But that's another story for another time. And I, I remember it had come in that she was doing it was just a press day at the Connort, which is one of my favorite hotels in london because it does do the best bloody mary in london hands down
1: <laughs> nothing to do with actual work obviously
0: <laughs> i always every, everyone who ever does travel reviews you might have this we'll come back to bet midler but everyone who does any kind of travel reviews has something that they do the exactly the same way in every single hotel and it becomes their i judge stick. a hotel
1: by a club sandwich
0: exactly yeah. i judge it by a bloody mary okay
1: bet midler Bette Midler so um
0: it comes into the office or she's available for interviews and she's doing you know uh, a series of 20 minute day all day yeah and I'm the last one in the day but I throw my hand up in the air I'm like oh, I want to do the Bet Midler interview I love First Wives, Club, First Wives Club I love the roads I love I love everything about Bette beaches love, yeah. Be, yeah but anyway Really? Oh, you don't know, like beaches? That's well, no, contentious. I, no, I don't mind it, but I didn't see it until I never saw it as a kid. Sort of oh, okay. a bit older, anyway. Um, the, her, she's an environmentalist, and she's she's smart. Like I've just, I so have, talented. I yeah. have a lot of respect for her, and I um, was really excited to have a conversation with her. But it all sort of happened really quickly, and <laughs> the homing device. I just sort of found myself at the Connaught without really thinking about it. And I was sitting outside the suite in a chair, like a beautiful chair, and I suddenly realised, holy shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet Bette Midler. And you suddenly, re- and that's when that, the sort of magnitude, that thing in a movie where somebody's Bette at the, the beginning. It's slow, yeah,
1: slow motion. You're See, at the I, end of a corridor still, and it suddenly goes I, far away. Yeah. And maybe because it's, I'm, I'm older than you, but I genuinely don't have that now. I and think I think I, I would have done somebody. back in the day, but I can't think of anybody now that I would be that, I just think of it as being work now. Mm. And then I come out and think, it's a little bit like going on a first date and I just come out and think, oh, I wish I'd been smarter or I wish mm. I'd rolled my clothes down and got ready yogi and booboo off them. And I wish I'd impressed them. There are certain people I still want to impress. Yes, and
0: I think that's it. And so and what ended up happening is I was, as is often the case, as you know, you get brought into the room, but it's not your time yet. And you end up overlapping You're with in the an previous ante-room. interview. <laughs> and you can hear the previous interview. And I think the interview before me, think it might have been um oh attitude and it was a really intelligent interview and they were asking her about amy winehouse amy winehouse had just recently died attitude
1: to okay magazine.
0: <laughs> and then exactly and so i'm sitting there and i'm literally like what's your favorite way to spend sunday afternoon like, literally, and i'm just sitting there thinking oh no oh no oh no oh no And so, you know what we're like. You go in, you tap dance, you're like, Mm -hmm. hi, nice to meet you. Kind of, you know, oh, it's so good to meet you, but not too much. You try and get that measure. And I went through the questions and I thought, this is going all right, but I'm not getting what I want from Bet. Because what I want from Bet is for her to say to me, you're the nicest interviewer i've ever had you're the most beautiful girl i've ever seen in my life you're you're making me laugh you want her to you want to stand out i can imagine
1: you you'll want to make somebody laugh yeah whereas i just want what's called a drop-in quote the piece in the middle of the page listeners where it's in massive bold type that's the one you want yeah because you're a better journalist than me (laughs) (laughs) um well
0: you're absolutely right i just want them to laugh and to relax
1: you want them to be your new friend have bloody mary's in the bar afterwards
0: yeah that too but but ultimately i want to make them laugh and we were having a good chat and it was fine she was completely professional and i didn't feel disappointed i just thought yeah that was really good i got exactly what you would expect from a hollywood megastar i got a really good interview but i didn't get that that connect i didn't get that kind of feeling like we were having a conversation it felt like an interview that's interesting i've never really picked at that so thanks for that nadine and then I'm the last of the day and she's pooped and I go to put away my dictaphone and she says, what magazine do you work on again? And I said, oh, it's okay. And she went, is that the one where you have all the people standing around their fireplaces posing? And then the pair of us started going around this suite doing okay poses. How
1: brilliant. That's when you want a photographer.
0: No, but it was all, it was all fun and off the record. And I can't really remember what else happened. It all happened in such a blur and then the next day I got a lovely email from the PR. I don't know what that is a picture of. <laughs> <laughs> the just drawing a picture. I don't know if she's trying to tell me that she's going to the loo.
1: Yes. <laughs> you pause her. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, we... That was me saying I'd like to go to the loo. Sorry. And also the thing had is. had a loo break. I had a, a full bladder. A full <laughs> bladder is fine until Emma starts putting images in your head of her and Bette Medler prancing around <laughs> at the corner which must have been absolutely hilarious.
0: Oh, one of the greatest days, but one of those things that happens so quickly that you can't your your brain almost doesn't read it.
1: So and I, I know to- you you your primary concern going into that room will be I just want to be their, their friend and I want them to like me. So you will have been tap dancing around that room, posing up a storm with Ben Midler. It would have made absolutely brilliant, priceless pictures. You make me sound
0: as desperate as I really am. <laughs> no,
1: I make you sound like a sweet person that essentially just wants to be liked by everybody. And I'm i i am more of a sort of what do I need to get out of this? And then occasionally I'll meet people like I wanted Jane Fonda and Julianne Moore and Susan Sarandon to like me. I want to be... Sarandon Sarah Sarandon Jessica
0: abandon. that's I, how you say it and abandon. abandoned
1: I wanted to be Sarah Jessica Parker's I want to go on a night out with Bravo Andy and Sarah Jessica Parker there are certain people <sighs> where you I just doesn't. think they're just smart engaged intelligent successful women whereas mm. all of the sort of z listery people you're not that interested in I'm mean, Beyonce's never going to be my friend I just want to lick Beyonce
0: she might be your friend now she's heard
1: that <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I doubt very very much um but yeah so it's, it's interesting isn't it that that for me in a way celebrity is a little bit like beauty products i'm no longer in awe of them i want to see how they tick and how they work and what i can get you out want the of clinical them. data i want the clinical data on them yeah because i think it's it's exposure to everything in the end you're just like whatever they're just normal people
0: Yes. And Apart
1: from if I want to sleep with them, in which case I make a complete fool of myself, a la Keanu Reeves.
0: <laughs> but my thing, I guess, is a little bit like my, abro- my approach to, to beauty products. If you work, I will respect you and I will be in awe of you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If something's a load of fatty old nonsense, please don't waste my time. Um, which is why I've ignored every single email about CBD oil recently. That's a whole other
1: podcast. But... Um, well, and I always say to you, it's interesting because you obviously, I've just started doing celebrities on my YouTube channel. Your aim is to get a few really big celebrities on your your channel. And I just think it's that point of which, when do you kind of keep it cool when you're videoing somebody because when you write up a video when you write up an interview in a magazine you, you, dial yourself of, down. you <laughs> cut you dial yourself down completely and then suddenly to see yourself on video going <gasps> like a well, little puppy dog when i when i did my video with drew barrymore i'm basically oh. bouncing on the end of the sofa like a complete doofus As I would have.
0: when i had andy puddickham on the podcast recently that had been a show that I've been that I've been trying to get Andy on the podcast for well over a year. And he was on my he's on my list, the same list that has RuPaul on it, Oprah, Celine Dion, he, like my big list.
1: L'Oreal, hello L'Oreal. <laughs> yeah. Celine's just been signed to L'Oreal. Um
0: and I didn't sleep the night before the interview, and I couldn't quite believe it was happening. Like it really had been going back and forth, and it was and the day that it the day it came, I woke up really early. I think I'd had like not even an hour's sleep. I was so, so nervous. And then when I listened to it back, I was so disappointed in myself because you could hear my excitement and you could hear my awkward giggles when I'm so desperate for it to be smooth and for listeners to really get loads out of it, that instead of relaxing into it and enjoying it and just having a really, a really nice experience and a nice fluid conversation, I was, I, I felt like I was um, trying too hard. That's when you needed the
1: CBD oil. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I wouldn't take back any of my celebrity interviews. I really wouldn't. They are just, but I'm, as a result, and I think this is a good thing, I'm much less enamoured of celebrities. And I Mm. will say that there is somebody on this list that I've interviewed many times who once, when I first had an iPhone, I interviewed at Cannes. And I don't know if you've ever known in the early stages of iPhones, in the early stages of iPhones, but if you had an incoming call while you were recording, it stopped the recording do you know this no so I came out and I had 30 seconds of a 20 minute interview luckily enough this person said the same every year so <laughs> I just went back and you went and got your bowl of glitter I went I went <laughs> and got my role, bowl. but not only that I I am very lucky in the sense that my long-term memory I, I can't remember which hotel or wherever it was we went or what year it was but I could pretty much verbatim talk back this podcast i've got that skill set of learning everything so it's very it's very daily weekly Mm -hmm. newspaper it's that muscle that you exercise in your brain so i came out realized that i had Hadn't got it. Somebody hadn't got it. Like I had like ninety seconds out mm. of it, and I literally looked, went back to my questions because I'd followed my questions through, and rewrote all of her mm. answers. I've done that before. And guess yeah. what? When it came back, somebody said she was so pleased with that. She just really liked the way that she sounded in that interview. <laughs> and I bet she did. I bet she did, mate. I've got the world's best glitter. Let's roll that proverbial in it. And on that note, you can't do that when you're on a video. (laughs) No, you can't. Or a podcast. Or a podcast. You can't.
0: No, it's awful, isn't it? And actually, and I won't say who it was, but there is one podcast in my library and our friend Jackie said, oh, that was hard to listen to. She didn't like you, did she?
1: Probably because she knows you really well. I don't think the average person would know it. But honestly, hand on heart. As a video person, the stresses are so much more. I mean, Mm. you basically have got to, especially on most occasions, I've got to get the lighting right, the sound Mm. right, Mm. get in there, make sure it's focused. It's hard work doing yeah, it. It's, yeah. like being, it's like going back to my TV days. So yeah. so I wouldn't change anything, but it's great experience. Oh, it's great. And it makes you great fun at dinner and parties. I was going to say, it makes you great fun at dinner parties. And also, I can drop you anywhere in the world into a room and you will work that room and get on with everybody because you've had to warm up mm. the coldest celebrity in the world in 15 minutes to get the story out of them. Actually, I've thought of another one on a par with Christina.
0: Maybe oh. I'll save that for our... No, do you know what? I'll save that for the next instalment of Nadine and Emma talk about their <laughs> heyday.
1: <laughs> oh, my heydays are now. My making yeah. heydays.
0: Oh. Yes. Well, that's another podcast. The fact that at 56, you are enjoying the height of your career, I would say.
1: It's just a, that it's, it's a slightly different peak in a, a career. Yeah, but yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... I've had... don't
1: knock it till you've tried it you've got to be in the game to win
0: yes yeah i've had this conversation with many people recently about god if at, if at your age if when i'm 56 i am experiencing what you're experiencing then i will have done that will be freaking amazing because it's really unusual
1: somebody wrote oh my what... god i'm fangirling you now somebody somebody <laughs> went under my uh one of my youtubes the other day who must have been a relatively new follower because i'm always talking about how old i am i went 56 fuck me i will do whatever you're doing <laughs> you know what I'll have that written on my tombstone thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you want any skincare advice Nadine then the links to follow her and obviously you're already following her because she's got much bigger following than it's I it's nice to
1: talk about things other than skincare though isn't it? it's fun yeah, but do you feel a bit naughty? I feel a bit like, oh, I shouldn't be saying that. No, because I wanted to do this. Every time you and I get together and we have yeah. a couple of margaritas, this is the conversation we end up digging up. And everybody always asks us because we've got so many funny stories. So I feel like we, this could be a whole series of podcasts. This is, this is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, it, so it really is. is.
0: Yeah. But anyway, um, thank you for listening. All the links to Nadine will be in the show notes. For now, Nadine Baggett, cheerio. <laughs> Toodle pip. <laughs> Bye-bye.